From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. My check. Time for me to make that connect with the so-so depth so I can make my collect. Private jet in motion over the ocean. Touchdown jungle airstrip. CDs to flip. Feds having a cab. I gotta stay on the down low for now. Am I living foul? Fuck that. I'm living fat. Hey, this is Clark Brothers. Hey. Warren G, sometimes you feel West Coast, you gotta play West Coast. That's and how we do it. sometimes you just be having things. That is Warren G. Uh, El DeBarge and Val Young, of course. I think Nate Dog makes a little appearance in there. It's having things. We be having things on this show today. We have a great guest coming up today. Uh, you know him as Dan Cummins, a phenomenal comedian who has a great podcast called Time Suck. I've listened to it. I love it. He does all the research about things that you're like, man, I should know more about Kurt Cobain and his life and death. I should know more about the KKK. These guys are marching in Charlottesville. I should actually know about the history of it. And he lays it out in a way that is personal, funny, personable, funny. He Understandable. Uses a sense of humor. He's just a great. He's a great touring comic, and he does a lot of these on the road. Which you know, I understand. It's like you're on the road. You want to gain knowledge, and you always walk away from these things feeling better. So Dan Cummins is on the show with us, and then uh, later on the show, we've got a uh, special guest we'll be talking to. Very excited about that, Uh, and because it has to do with our opening story. First things first, you know, this is dropping on Friday. Tonight, we're going to be doing a live version of this show, View from the Cheap Seats, at the Blue Whale Comedy Festival in Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you're there, Come see us, 6 p.m., I believe. Six, yes, or 6 6 15 or so. At, uh, yeah, at the uh, Blue Whale Comedy Festival in at Tulsa. Kane's Ballroom. Kane's Ballroom will be there, hopefully. A lot of you guys are there. Kyle Kinane is our guest. He is amazing. Scott Rags Rogowski will be there. Why? Because we're doing a Finding the Funny in Tulsa festival style. You know, we do Finding the Funny, which is us trying to write material about the town that we're in. We're going to do it in Tulsa. But we've never done it during a festival. We've done it while we've had a weekend of shows somewhere. But to do it at a festival will definitely be a challenge and interesting. And we're only we get in on two on on Friday, Friday. at two p.m. and we have to leave on Sunday. So we really don't have a lot of time. We'll see how much material we can write about Tulsa while we're there. That's going to be great. We're going to do the goddamn comedy jam late on Saturday night. We're going to do a stand-up show on Saturday night and try, try all this stuff out. So definitely come check that out if you're there. And then next weekend we're in Austin, Austin, Texas, at one of our favorite clubs, Cap City, with our good friend. Martha Kelly from uh, Baskets, she's there. I can't wait to be on that show with her. So check all that stuff out. Uh, We were kind of wondering what are we going to talk about this week, and then this story jumped up, and we were like, well, this is it. Got to talk about this thing right now, which is kind of an age-old thing that's happened in the sport of baseball, but with a new, modern, updated twist. And I wish, I kind of wish we had Bill Burr for yeah, this. to hear how he how he'd sure explain he this away. I'm sure find a witch hunt in Boston, but mm-hmm. another Boston team has now reportedly admitted that they've done sign-stealing. We're yeah. talking about the Boston They're admitting Red Sox. it. Nobody's saying that—by the way, everybody steals signs. That's they've part been, of the game. That's the most famous th- happened 50 years ago when the Brooklyn Dodgers were being chased down by, by the, the New York Giants, and they were—the New York Giants stole signs. They stole signs from Brooklyn, and— the, Arguably the, Bobby Thompson. The Giants win the pennant. The Giants hits the win the ball pennant. off Ralph hits, Branca. Why did he hit the ball, and why did he hit a home run in the bottom of the On a high fastball, why, why did he, he jump all over that pitch? How did he know pitch? it was going to be high? Because they stole the goddamn sign. 
So this is something that's happened for a long time. What is stealing signs, for those of you who may or may not know? Really, you're talking about the catcher puts down a finger, what, usually one finger for a fastball, two for a curve, well, three for a changeup. It changes around. That's Maybe the taps basics. the inside leg if he wants the pitch on the inside, the outside leg if he wants it somewhere else. So he can determine He's location. non-verbally communicating with the pitcher using a hand signal that's kept hidden from the batter but that the pitcher on the mound can see, that can communicate what pitch he wants thrown. Now, you say to yourself, I thought the pitchers do all the work. I thought the pitchers decide what's what. I would argue that Yadier Molina might be the reason why the Cardinals have been so good because for all these years. a great catcher manages the pitching staff, knows what to call, and it is like You look at a take. guy like Kyle Loesch. That's a pitcher who pitched for the Cardinals and was amazing. Then he went to Milwaukee, and he was okay. He was good. He was okay. He was okay before he came to St. Louis, but he was great in St. Louis. Why are all these guys who come to St. Louis great? Part of the reason why is Yadier Molina calls so a good So the catcher game. drops down the sign, and then if you're if you're on second base, this is where most of the sign stealing happens. If you have a runner on second base, he can look in and see what the catcher is putting down. And then he can give the batter some sort of signal that indicates Either a what hand kind of- motion or how his feet are standing, which lets the Batter know, hey, a curveball's coming up or an outside fastball, so adjust your swing accordingly. And when you and when you have a split second to hit these balls, you're guessing a lot of times. If a guy guesses right on a ninety eight mile an hour fastball and he and he starts to swing early and starts going for it and you've got a shot it, to actually do some damage. And if you know that little bit of information before it happens, it gives the batter a slight advantage. It is cheating in some sense, but it has been happening forever. So it's gamesmanship in a sense. And, you know, a lot of catchers will switch. Once a bat, uh, a runner is on second base, the catchers will walk out to the mound and have a little conference with the pitcher saying, we're going to switch the signs up. So now two means fastball, one means curveball, where it was the other way around, and you change it up. They're like, we may switch it on every batter. We may switch it on every pitch. I may tell you the next four pitches to throw, to show, and then just throw up signs just to confuse the guy at second base. So there are ways to combat it. However, if there's a guy on first base, how do you steal signs? Well, the Boston Red Sox kind of Apple Watch, out baby. Apple Watches. They use- you are not allowed to have electronics in your dugout. You just aren't allowed to have it. So what what was happening, and this is what the Red Sox admitted to, is that someone from the replay booth or someone who had a camera in center field who was catching what the catcher was doing was then communicating to someone in the dugout on an Apple Watch or a smartwatch. Apple Watch. Apple Watch. And uh, this could be a commercial for Apple. And then exactly. that person was communicating to a first base coach or to the batters credit to, what yeah. the next pitch was mm-hmm. going to be. And they're saying that now the Red Sox are in first place. You're you know who sick. they were doing this to? The, the Yankees. Yankees. And this is why it's an issue. a slight lead over the Yankees. The Yankees hate that the Red Sox have had so much success in the last decade. They've been unbelievable. The Red Sox have essentially become the Yankees. The Yankees. Yeah. The, the Yankees, Yankees were the, the Red Sox. And the Yankees have essentially become the Red Sox in the last 10 years. Uh, so you got to give credit to the Red Sox. They've had so much success. Success after a lifetime of no success. By the way, baseball investigators corroborated per the New York Times. People can be like, "All right, it's the New, New York, York Times, Times not the biased. Boston Globe." Yeah, but per, per the New York Times, they've corroborated that the Yankees claims. Based on video the commissioner's office uses for instant replay and broadcast, people said this actually was happening. Basically, someone was off a camera in the outfield. Was communicating to someone in the dugout. That person was then communicating to players, and they were stealing signs. Mm-hmm. And so Brock they, Holt and Dustin Pedroia were communicating with each other based on signals that uh, a guy from the dugout, a coach, an assistant coach in the dugout, was giving them signs. based. He was looking down at his Apple Watch and then telling them what the pitch was. That is happening. That that was happening, guys. This is, And if that upsets you, uh, maybe it should. 
You know what? I, I, I'm not 100%. I do think the hi-fi tech, the high-tech level of it mm-hmm. is the kind of thing that now is bugging people. Mm-hmm. I think the league would turn its head the other way yep. if it's just old-fashioned. Let me see if I can communicate this to you. By I think if way. you can guess it and and the players are being you can if you can crack the code if you can crack the code while standing on second base you deserve to steal that sign then that you know what i mean you can't look the other way but it, once you're using a camera in the outfield s- sending signals to a watch in the okay we weren't at the point where apple watches are only like 2 years old yeah so the fact that this is happening right now i think now, they're trying to stem the dam they're trying to put a finger in the dam and say look we we don't want even a trickle of this coming through and some people say this is baseball eschewing technology yeah. or eschewing technology, technology not wanting to be update you know it is a game for the past it has been played the exact same way through all this time they they love the old school nature of it and so no apple watches in the dugout. now you're not going to believe be able to have a, a Fitbit in the dugout. Right. So you God won't know how many knows. steps. You won't know, you how, many know how many steps you've steps taken you all game Bartolo Colon. And if you're trying to lose weight, that's a problem. For and the guy. problem is, and the problem is, this is a Boston team. So when it gets written about, and Bill Burr is going to hate this more than anybody, when it gets written about, it's going to get picked up. It's going to get picked up, and people are going to say, oh, there's another team in Boston that yeah. used video. You know, they were, the, the New York Jets said that the, and, and they got fined for it, and Belichick got fined and lost draft picks for it because something that everybody does videotape the other team's practice to find and get a, an idea. That's what Bill was saying. And so, you know truth. what? I, I guarantee you there are other teams that are using technology to steal signs as well. But why do it to the Yankees? Okay, the Yankees are just a few games behind you, or they're they're close. Two and a half games in. back, I think. Okay, why do it to the Yankees? Because the Yankees have it out for you more than anybody else. Do it to the Rays. The Rays don't give a shit. Why are you doing this to the Yankees? Because they want to win. They want the edge. This shows you, if anything, this exposes to you how much... Teams want to teams win. Teams and guys want that edge. How much they want the edge. If you wonder, if you question the competitiveness of professional sports teams, this is a story that actually illustrates that they are competitive, that they want to win more than anything in this world. And again, I think the bummer is that we think that cheating doesn't happen. And on some level, it is it is cheating. But I think now that it's out in the open, you have to now plan for that. You have to plan for the fact that people are seeing these signals. you got to change them up. One thing's got to mean something else. It's got to mean something every time. And when you look at baseball and kind of how guys – guys take their slow-mo version of, of what their last at bat and will go down in the batting cage while the inning's going on and try and correct what they're doing wrong. So technology is now being used on such a level. They're getting so many angles of how they're shooting that now that could be used to then steal signs and cheat, and that is not a good thing. I agree with you. I agree. What I what I would like to see is, look, if, if you're going to come out and call them out on it, then you need to check every single team in the league. Yep. And you need to make sure it's not happening anywhere. And you need to shut it down wherever it goes. If you go back to old school sign stealing, you know what? I, I think we have to live with that. You're never going to stop that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's okay to cut the technology. You think it's okay to draw a line? I, I don't think you want to punish the Red Sox. I think you just say to them, look, man, this is what it is. You guys pushed the line too far. Mm-hmm. But from now on, it's done. I don't think you single if them we out. catch you again, if then there's going to be again, then there's here certain, are the consequences. Then there's consequences. If we catch you again, here are the consequences. Well, what would the consequences be? It's I not like know. you lose draft picks. No. What do you? What Money, do you, find the team, lose home field advantage. Ooh, I don't know. That could be an. Who knows what this? What this? Three could strikes, you lose home field advantage in the playoffs, even if your team has a higher record. I love that. Why I mean, not if do anything, talk, talk about taking away an edge. Yeah. Talk about taking away an edge. There you go. You wanted to get the edge. You're now going to get that. See, don't get greedy, by the way. Just play the fucking game.
That's what I have to say. Play the game. Play the game. Don't get greedy. I know you're looking for an edge, and everybody is, but just play the fucking game. All right, when we come back, a great a great comedian who has a great podcast is going to join our podcast. That's right. Dan Cummins. Dan Cummins from The Time Suck. This is Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers. Chinese Rocks with the Squad Brothers. This is View from the Cheats. Stay with us. Hey, hey. Hey, everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Saleti Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern day renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the black owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Dell EMC. Hey, guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, We're so psyched to have this guy on, a great comedian. He has a phenomenal podcast that we've been binging on uh, in anticipation of him. I had heard of it a bunch, and then I started binging on it. I I saw it in the top of the old iTunes charts always making it. It's called Time Suck with Dan Cummins. Cummins, And the idea behind the show, welcome to the show, Dan. Thank you. Uh, Great to have you, is that... Great to have your beard. Your beard is like a whole (sighs) separate character. I feel like it's almost a homeless level right now. No, it's good. If you could be like part of a... It could be like a platypus (laughs) dynasty, I lost my barber, and I've been paranoid to try someone new. No, I love it, dude. Okay, Okay, good. 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 Because it's so (laughs) funny. He looks like Brian... uh, uh, Who's the reliever? Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson, the reliever from the Giants. Yeah, he kind of then started putting shoe polish on his beard, and then wearing a weird... Other like kind of fake disguise beard for right. a while, and you're like, "What's the real beard? What's not beard?" Funny yeah, great stuff. yeah. So I love Time Suck. By the way, your podcast. Oh, thank Let's you just so start much. and talk about why it is such an interesting thing. And as comedians, yeah, we can completely understand. Like, there's a reason why you do this show because yeah. I know you do the road. Yeah, and uh, you get out on the road, you do the road, especially for one person. Right, you have a lot of time to yourself, and you're like. You experience the town, maybe, which right. is what we do, and try and write jokes about the town, and 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 incorporate that in a project that we're doing for Audible right now called Finding the Funny. Awesome, but yeah. like the idea that you just have time to kind of learn about stuff. Either yeah. when you're done jerking off, you have time <laughs> to <laughs> learn about stuff uh, in the world, and you have basically boiled that whole concept down to a podcast. Here are things, yeah. if I get this correct, sure. that you may know about, like you may have heard of. Jeffrey Dahmer. You may right. just have been like, yeah, he ate people, right? But what's the whole story? What yeah. is everything leading up to that? 
and I, you're like it's it's a bit of a time suck for you, but I'm gonna do all that stuff for you, so yeah, you yeah. can then hear it presented, so that when you come out of it, you're smarter than when you came. Yeah, in. A- absolutely. It's, and it's been really fun. Where and then it initially the first few episodes when I started were just things that I was interested in, or you know, like like you said, had casually heard about, didn't really know much about. And then listeners started suggesting their own topics. I love that and, because it's like, hey, I want to know about this. And we yeah. were just sitting here with you saying, have you done any – because this oh, is yes. a sports show and obviously yeah. I know you're a sports fan. Yeah. Have you done any sports topics yet? Right. And you were like, people nah. started suggesting them, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So people and, want and to hear you, obviously about OJ. And then we started pitching. We're like, you got to yeah. do Sandusky because to break that down for people oh, to gosh. understand Penn State and Paterno. Right. To understand – cult of Paterno and right. yeah, how that influenced people and yeah. And the idea of – Somebody being larger oh. than the system, and I, I, I know I, turning I, the other way. When you guys brought that topic up, I just thought, like you know, of just that that moment I heard about. You know, when that story broke, there was that thing that you know supposedly the guy came to Paterno's office yep. and told him about yes. it, but he was such a well defensive coordinator. If I'm right, uh, Jerry Sandusky was a defensive d- d- coordinator. Sandusky, and Paterno yeah. was the head. Yeah, coach, Paterno yeah. was the head coach, but yeah, but he, but Sandusky was such a good coordinator, coordinator. Yeah. that you, you just got this feeling that he was just like he didn't want to hear it. Yeah, I'd know? rather have a good defense God. than save kids. Yeah. Or, or really, for, for Paterno, what, yeah. you, what you think in that moment, probably what happened right. was he said to himself, I have built this legacy of winning, and I maybe heard some rumblings or rumors about this. Yeah. I didn't want to believe. If I open up this can of worms, it's all going to come And down. he also yeah. came from the time period of the 70s and 80s where, and the 60s for Paterno where it was like, if I don't hear about it, I don't I can't yeah, be implicated yeah. in it. And so therefore they can't vacate all my wins. Right. And he was right. still working to try and be the winningest coach in college football history. Yeah. And so he turned a blind eye, which is really yeah. the worst thing ever. Because right. he was the one guy with the power, the power to, to stand stop. up. Yeah. Because if yeah. Joe Paterno yeah. stood up to this and said, This is ridiculous that this what? was happening under yeah. our nose. You should have done what, something about it. What's that quote? It's often uh, attributed to Einstein. I don't know if it actually is, though, but it, the, the gist of it is, you know, that, that evil exists not because of the acts of, like, a few evil men, but because of people turning a blind eye to the acts of a few. You know, there's that. that just yes. And it's like that's so true in life. I would amend that quote, not to punch up Einstein. And I, no, Einstein, I, 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 I want to do a page one right. rewrite I, on Einstein. I, 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 I didn't no, say it right. I would he say loved that, when people gave him tags. Yeah, he, he loved, loved when people it. gave him notes. Uh, I performing. would say this about Einstein. Number one, get a haircut. Number two, uh... <laughs> Just the or styled juice, some sort of uh, gel, some sort of a styling wax. Stash was cool. Yeah. But the thing about him that that I would say is, you know, the, it's evil continues. Yeah. Yes, evil can happen, mm. but evil mm. continues when a blind eye is turned. Yes, yes. And think of yes. how many kids yes. would have been saved ah, if, like, yeah. someone had come to him and been like, "This is weird." Right. And then when Sandusky starts to start his charities, right, to like basically recruit the next boys he was going to molest. Yeah. That, you know, and yeah. using, hey, I'm a nice guy. Look at all this charity work I'm doing. You think me, a guy who does so much good for the right. community, would be do- it's like Cosby-esque almost. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. And it's, yeah. You know, you compare the two because they sort of hit Lance behind. Armstrong would be another good one for Oh, you my God, do. yeah. That'd be a great one, that actually. Oh, cycling. my God, that'd be a great one. Right? Yeah. Are we just suggesting three for you? Well, but right I love, here. this is how it always starts. You yeah. Know, it's like, and I, and I love, what I love about it is a lot of times I go in with, uh, you know, some kind of idea of what I think is this story. Right. And I try not to let my, you know, opinions dictate where the narrative goes. I just right. try and take the facts and follow it. I mean, although the Ku Klux, the Ku Klux Klan, you're like, well, I just did that one. Today. I was listening to it. You're like, I, I hate, those guys. hate these people yeah. so much. 
and I'm sure nothing I'm going to read is going to make me hate them any less. No, oh no, I actually hate them more. Correct. Hearing about all the yes. things that yes. started it up, yes. and you just it it and it, when you hear something, when you read right. what you read, and you yeah. know the history now, and right. you know the full scope of yeah. how they were formed and yeah. under what the context yeah. was and what they tried to pretend to be, what yep. they, what they yep. weren't. Can you fathom a president of the United I, States not being able to easily just, just be go, like, fuck, fuck those these guys. assholes? Right. right. Well, it's like that Woodrow Wilson, you know, uh, uh, the first movie that was screened in the, in the White House. Yes. Birth, Birth of, of a Nation. Nation. It's, about, it's horrible. But, but it's like, but it says so much about the time and the yeah. context. What I liked about that one I just, is when I got to the end, you know, it's like I paint this picture of who, who these people were. Right. But then I think the important thing is like what I did in that one is like, well, what are the psychological reasons for racism specifically? Mm-hmm. And there are studies and, and that. That's what's interesting to me. It's like, you know, it's here's it's, the here are the facts. Here's and now the facts. I'm gonna tell you yeah. how it maybe came right. to be. You, you get you get people who are uneducated, who are uh, uh you know not secure in their in their role in life, or mm-hmm. you know, they don't know what they're doing. Financially not secure. Financially not things. secure, all those things, they don't have good self-esteem, you know, and they so they're uh, looking for someone they're to looking dump for on. somebody to dump on, yep. and then somebody presents, hey, what about what about these people? And it gives them a focal point That's rather right. than Looking internally, right? They don't want to solve what's what's wrong in them, or yeah. go go get a job, or and, anything like that. And what I love about that is when I look at something like that. What you, know, you love about people focusing their energy on one person in a racially motivated way? <laughs> no, what I love about no, learning okay. about it is that is that then it makes you see current events in a different way. Yep. Sure, where it's like my of mind course. immediately I mean, goes to and all that shit. Well, Charlottesville and also uh, Middle Eastern, you know, politics mm-hmm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where it's like it's so easy for so many Americans to be like, oh, they hate us. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. You you've just never taken the time to get to know them. It forces you to look at things in a different way, which is what we're trying to do on this podcast and certainly in the way of – you know, in the wake of the the biggest sports news that happens in the week, yeah. and I know you're like us in this way. Again, like we get out on the, uh, especially if we get out on the road, right? You know, and if you have a if you have kids, there's a moment when you get out on the road and you're doing comedy where, like, I can sit and watch on a Saturday if we're not doing Finding the Funny and we're not running around trying yeah. to experience as much of the town and write all that stuff. And we have like a Saturday, especially in the fall, because not yeah. a lot of touring happens in the summer. You do a lot more in the fall. Yeah. But there's a chance for us to sit down and watch, like, four college football games in a row. And there right. is – to me, that is, like, blissful. It's like, so indulgent. To me, it's just <laughs> like – it's like falling asleep while eating a chocolate cake. <laughs> like, two things you should never do, and it's all over the sheets, and I don't give, give a, a shit, shit. Because you're yeah. just kind yeah. of in reveling in the enjoyment. I mean, is it that much of an escape for you as you get on the road? Oh yeah, I mean, just experience. Well, sports? And, and what's it's, what's what's nice is, is I'm sure as, as parents, you know, you guys write the same thing. Where it's like you don't have to feel guilty about it because yeah. you're you're working. You you're can't, working. You can't be there with the kids, so you get to really enjoy it. Right. And, yeah. and I had that same feeling when I'm doing like you know uh, research that because because I was doing this stuff anyway. Not right. not as not as as deeply, but I was doing it anyway. But I would feel guilty previously to why to just make yourself I, smarter and just, just, just learn curious. about the world. Yeah, yeah curiosity. Just been a curi- curious person, but I would feel guilty because I'm like I, I should be working on my act. I should be working on the script. I should be working on something mm-hmm. now. No guilt. Now no, I'm like, because this it's my goes job. Tr- straight has, has comedy? Have you generated comedy out of these research? Actually, these I'm, podcast. Yeah, I'm trying to like burn a lot of my material that I was doing before the podcast this fall. Just record a couple new albums, have it, and just. A couple new, new albums. albums. Yeah. How, much, how much material do you have? Well, I was sitting on like an hour and a half of oh just stuff God. I was rotating, but I was yeah. bored with it, and it was not, not that I don't like no, it. No, but say, you're in maybe a different place than when different you wrote place. those jokes. And and now I I would like to go back and try and incorporate a, a new create a new act based that's a lot more factual. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you know just as funny, but also like 
information based. Yeah, mm-hmm, takeaways mm-hmm. and so it changes that, you. It changes you. It is, and I think that's why people are coming to podcasts. You know, they want to learn something and be entertained at the same time. Yeah, which is how I felt when I listened to your thing. So anyway, oh, thank I, you guys I, so much. I, I know it, we talked about this la- on last week's episode, but did you watch the McGregor Mayweather fight? Did you? I kind of. I yes, I watched. I watched. Uh, I was Illegally. in a green room. You know, <laughs> you were uh, in a green room wait, doing stand up. Yeah, the uh, the did feature- they order it? Uh, no, the the feature was on stage, and I was just uh, uh, me and the host were watching it on an Instagram. Those live, you know how they can't shut them down. Oh yeah, you just watch Instagram live of somebody just holding it at their yeah, TV. Yeah. So it was, you know it wasn't great footage. Uh, I was curious about that fight. It, it, it lasted a lot longer than I thought it was going yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, McGregor, as unorthodox as you know, someone he was as a boxer, I thought performed better than I thought he did. I was hoping for. You know, probably like most fight fans, I wanted a knockout, a true knockout, one way or the other. Yeah, you know, but and and I did think. Ah, it's a tough thing where it's like the ref stopped it. As you guys know, I mean, I know you guys have already talked about this. By the way, Mayweather would be a great time suck for you because of all the, because of all the, all the domestic dispute, domestic violence charges that were brought against him, and how he quieted that, and how just money. When winds right. up superseding it at all times can get you out of whatever you want. I, I want to see where that story goes further because I he could be extremely wealthy in ten years, or, or he could be Tyson Part Two in ten years. Or as far Iverson. as or Iverson, or, or, oh god, or that's so broke. sad. Iverson, yeah, broke, broke. broke, so much money, but like, like I, I don't know. Iverson don't didn't know. show up to. And by the way, one of the most exciting. Let's just get it out there, like. Yeah. One of the most exciting players ever to be on an NBA. Court, oh yeah, in his okay? prime or yeah. college. Mm, I remember we remember him at Georgetown. Georgetown. Like he just was electric. so unbelievably yeah. electric. The dude yeah. is electric, and he was fun to watch, and he was yeah. incredible to watch. All the buck sixty-five of him, right? Mm-hmm. And, and soaking wet, and <laughs> he's probably like yeah. five eleven, five ten, oh, yeah. five eleven. Yeah, but. He didn't show up to like a big three, but he's in the big yeah. Oh, three. Oh yeah, yeah, no, he, like, I agree about that. Yeah. that. Didn't mm-hmm. show up to a big three game. I'm like, who's surprised at that? Yeah, he's not showing up to a big three game. I, like I remember talking to uh, Pat Croce, Pat Croce, the guy uh, who owner. Own, so so we were at owner of the Seven Sixers. We were hosting an event in DC or in in Vegas for Motorola. The Motorola, like you've done corporate stuff for a little bit, a little but bit, yeah, yeah, kind of weird. It's always, yeah. it's always horrible. Never, it's the good never show. a good right. comedy. Sure. Show. If you're yeah. doing your own stand up, forget it. It's you're terrible. Dead. You're yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing something that they've prepared and you can kind of, yeah, make fun, yeah, 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 and yeah. you're interacting with the oh, crowd, so we did a it, fake, yeah. we did like a fake sports center type thing where oh, we were kind of hosting, yeah. And we had to perform in front of like sixteen hundred people. No, no, it was three thousand. Three thousand people. Sorry, three thousand people at like ten in the morning and do comedy. Wow, three thousand on bits we'd never written before. I, it was so nerve wracking, but we're backstage because their keynote speaker, their motivational speaker yeah. is Pat Croce, okay. owner of the 76ers. Guy who like came back from a motorcycle accident. Yeah, crazy. brilliant yeah. story yeah. and very motivational, uplifting. But he was backstage talking about Iverson and talking about how Iverson knew exactly what he was doing in wow. that press, in the famous practice we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He knew what he was doing. Also, that Iverson would like. Drive a car for a week and then just, just leave go, it somewhere. Leave it somewhere and go get another. Was he starting one. to drink a lot then when he's doing that? Is that is that like what's the rationale? The drinking I had mean, a lot to do with it, but Iverson never had money, so Iverson wouldn't pack a suitcase for a trip. He'd show up somewhere, uh, buy a bunch of new stuff, and then throw it away. 
So nobody was <sighs> sitting on his shoulder going yeah. like, hey, man, that's cool. I, I get that you want to shop for some new stuff. Let me right. go out and buy you five things, but we'll throw yeah. them back in your suitcase yeah. and we'll take it home for you. There was nobody there. He went for Life nothing. was disposable for him. And, 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 I, and did he – what was his parental situation growing up? Do you happen to know? Uh, I remember watching the documentary about like him and his high school. He was a great high school quarterback. Yeah. He was a really good high school player. I, I don't know what his family was. I, I feel like a lot of those guys, you know, like when they, they just – it's like if there was a strong – like the – a strong parent just being like as a kid being or like grandparent. yeah grandparents just being like hey this is how you handle money hey this is why except hey. that he was so but I, guess when you blow I think up, it's hard no yeah when you're that successful and people yeah. see the dollar signs right away as to what you can be and you know also I think it's Iverson, like you in stand up <laughs> I think you Iverson, rose to like making millions every year <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I think Iverson <laughs> I think Iverson because there was some Twitter back and forth because yeah. we talked on on a show a couple a couple weeks ago a really good show that we did on ba- all about basketball with just uh, about how we felt like uh Kyrie was like Iverson without the heart and there was some talk <laughs> on Twitter and right and some interesting talk on Twitter yeah. about how Iverson's potentially his drinking was you know maybe part of his downfall right. that that really hurt his teammates I think Iverson had a little more of a never saw the big picture of things which is okay. which is what made him such a brilliant creator in the moment probably one of the best in the moment guys you'll ever right. see on the court the crossover right the just he's but he's, he, he's not saving his body for the playoffs though right. kind of thing too he's, he's not, not sa- yeah, saving he's not. his money for the future right. he's right. not look, thinking he's gonna be here in wow. five right. years Do you know what right. I mean? yeah yeah like i yeah. think there is and and that fatalistic view that a lot of these guys especially when you grow up in a situation where it's you're seeing Guys uh, yeah. and you're dying early. I can't imagine that. You, yeah. You, yeah. You see that and you're like, there's almost like a life expectancy. Right. I think about like someone in the coal mines in like 1906. Okay? Right. Their yeah. life expectancy was like 12 or right. 13. So you're, so you're like, get planning. married at nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get married at nine. And then are you going to plan your 45th birthday party? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> or no, that's, are you going to, if you. That's very true. That's, yeah. If you yeah. worked in a coal mine back right. then. Right. Right. Do you or like, th- like the Wild West, all that kind of stuff when guys would just, you know, die in their mid 20s on a regular basis mm-hmm. and you read these stories of people back then and it's like you know their mom died of the flu when they were three yep. their dad died of like in the coal mine when they were seven and he had to like you know? start working in the coal mine when he was four yeah right, right. Like just a little story. guy in overalls carrying a lunch yeah. pail down into the coal mine oh that has to affect you that has to affect I mean, your look, outlook on he life. could get into places that other people couldn't well can you imagine your son like working in a coal mine oh you know what your son my son is 11 and okay. i was i was thinking that i was uh because i let them listen to certain episodes houdini was a fan Fantastic episode. Yeah. And Houdini started working. Judy, not only, you mean Judini? Oh yeah, Jewish, he was Jewish. Yeah, Jewish, yeah, 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 yeah. No, he was. Yeah, because his uh, his father was a rabbi yeah. initially in uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. And he's like, I gotta disappear places. from this shit because this <laughs> is boring. <laughs> 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 but but then I'm sure they were really happy with his, the life that he chose. Oh uh, well, but then he you no know, he he started helping the family because his dad the rabbi thing didn't work out mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. He he. That's strange. Who would have thought? Uh, who would have guessed in Appleton, Wisconsin? A rabbi? great comedy club in Appleton, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's Skyline. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> but um, he like I think eight or nine. He dropped out of school, started like shoe shining newspapers. At like eleven or twelve, he not only was working, he left home mm-hmm. to go across several states to work full time and send money back to his family. Oh, my no. son at eleven. La- at le- my son wouldn't last. To, he would have a nervous breakdown crossing your street if he was alone in the mall for more than thirty minutes. Really, if I get tears, my son to take his plate tears. to the sink 
We're, we're, it's a great moment. <laughs> right. Right. It's a great, great moment in oh, my yeah. house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You did that on your own? Oh, I, I was God. teaching my kids specifically about that kind of work thing because I'm like, my son was actually Did really he pissed. listen to the Houdini he did. episode? He did. Because I, I, I made fun of him. He was like, that's not true. I'm like, dude. Dude. It's true. That's the way it was Come back on, then. buddy. That you shit happened yeah. back then. Yeah. Houdini was kind of an athlete when you think about oh, Houdini. He was a great athlete. He was a um, a boxer when yeah. he was young. Kind of looked like a boxer. When he, yeah, he, was a, he had a great build. Yeah. And big great legs. Build. Like yes. strong legs. And ripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ripped. Yeah. And he was just yeah. a guy who had to break through chains well, you know, and stuff. A lot of his stuff yeah. was very physical. He was like kind of David Blaney. That was part of his uh, musculature is because um, what he would do is when they would tie him up with the chains, he would flex Right. And hold it so that he had some slack. Yeah. When when it was done as part of that. But like oh he he boxed I can't remember the names because they weren't like it was the infancy of boxing, you know, as far as being organized. He boxed some guys in New York you. City uh when he was in his teens yeah. that and whooped them. That who, went on to that be, went on to be champions. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal kind of amazing. athlete. Amazing, amazing character. When, when you brought up Kyrie Ir- Irving, I just yeah. want to get you guys' opinion on this. Yeah, sure. Because uh, my wife is a do- huge Cavs fan. It was she? How did she take the news that, like, because uh, it is a weird switch, well, but the Cavs did better than anybody could have ever expected exactly, them to do Exactly, exactly. That That's what I was, I was trying to tell her. I mean, she's, you know, is she holding Cleveland, in a wait-and-see pattern? Wait-and-see, which is a typical Cleveland fan of, like, even though they won the NBA, they're still like, well, it'll fall apart somehow. Yeah, There's yeah, that part. Yeah. But, like... I battered think, wife syndrome. <laughs> right. I so. think Isaiah Thomas, it's like there's, there's a weird health speculation about him. Yeah, because like, he's got a bad hip. Back. Everyone right. says, like, you, can't, you don't come back from a bad hip. Considering all What do you guys the, think about that? Because if he comes I, back, I think he's going to be phenomenal. I think if he was 7'2", you got problems. If it's Dikembe Mutombo or anyone, he's That's not, a good thought. No, he's, yeah. he, but he's yeah. small. He's a smaller guy. He's like 4'8", so, 4'9"? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are you being generous there? 4'6". <laughs> no, but he's a small guy, so I feel like his body isn't a basketball player's body. So he may heal oh, in yeah. a way. You know what I mean? You look yeah. at guys yeah. who have had hip things. He may heal in a way that's... Right. That might be a little bit better, and you got to hope that today's it, in. Is his hip thing similar to like, uh, well, like Bo Jackson had the really famous right hip thing to just tore a labrum or something like yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Bo Jackson's I don't understand was, hip injuries as, as much. I mean, Bo Jackson was great, and the thirty for thirty about Bo Jackson, just the idea that like he was one of the last guys who people told stories about that you didn't really see what happened, but the legend yeah. kept oh, yeah. growing yeah. and yeah. got taller, which yeah. is why he'd be another great. Oh, he know. would. I, I think about the legends when I was a kid. Of that, you know, I think about well, not even legends. Some things we have, you know, footage of, of like him the, running up against the wall, running and, out the wall, breaking the bat over yeah. his head, the over throw his... from deep uh, yeah. center field, oh, what is to home plate yeah, without yeah. bouncing the ball. Incredible. Unreal. I mean, he's he was yeah. an unbelievable athlete. Anytime oh. you see like. If you want to know how difficult it is to yeah. be great in both sports, look at Tim Tebow. Just watch it. Like, yeah. Tebow, I mean, does he get called up by the Mets at the end of this year? He might. I feel like he has to. Because at this point, the, the Mets for, are not good. The Mets are like a right, fucking circus right. at this point. Right, right. How are you going to sell tickets? Well, I want to come see Tebow and see what he does. He'll strike out. He'll bat like 120. Yeah. He's like a pitcher. pitcher yeah. He may get a hold of one. You might be there like, yeah. I saw the one that That's Tebow- the worst thing that could happen is if he hits one home run for the Mets. Because then they're like, yeah. see? Yeah, yeah. He can do it. He just needs more experience. Yeah, but but you're right. There's an example with him where he is. I mean, the guy is just built like he's formed in a laboratory. Yeah. But but he doesn't have quite the skill set to either. You know, I I, could, I think if someone would have been, and if an NFL team didn't try to make him a quarterback, and if they said we're going to make you an H back, we're going to make yeah, you like tight end maybe tight end or fullback, fullback or yeah. someone. Yeah, I think if they fullback. said, can you be a fullback? Yeah. Can we make you a fullback? 
And if he agreed to do that, yeah. and, and he would probably still be on an NFL roster today. Yeah. Well, didn't he? He really fought that, though, right? Wasn't he very adamant about I'm going to be a quarterback? You know what's weird, and this is what I've said about Tebow. And look, I know Tebow's done a lot. We said it on this podcast a while back. I know Tebow's done a lot of great work. I know missions do good work for people. Yeah. However, our own, my only takeaway, or my problem with a mission necessarily i know not all of them are like all of them are like that and actually we got a lot of blowback about that but i do think doing charitable work and attaching it to people wanting the outcome on some level to be people converting to your religion sure sure as part of your goodwill makes it reciprocal altruism instead of altruism altruism is i'm just doing a good thing for you and if you are so blown away by what i do and you're interested in our religion great right and i know some missions come with that tebow is was a guy who said, yeah. I'm a magnetic personality. I'm going to be out there. If I'm the quarterback front and center, where is the place where I will get the most play. of my message yeah, out there? Yeah, yeah, my yeah. message is no to abortion. I know. I was I know. a guy. They told my mom that I should have been aborted. And they told her I should have been. And then she didn't listen. And look what happened. I came out and I'm a superstar. So, But if you're the quarterback, you're the guy that gets interviewed. Who's interviewing the fullback fullback in the game? I know. I know. And 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 I'm with you on the. But but my problem, and I said this before, and and I've said this on. I don't care. People can be mad at me. My wife works with people or has worked with a lot of people who've had pregnancy complications. And a lot of times somebody said to them. A doctor said, if you terminate this pregnancy, you will save your life. Right. And you will say you will not bring someone into this world who will have so many problems that they will in turn die. Now, right. They if they're right, 70 percent of the time and they're saving those lives, like Mrs. Tebow, it worked out great sure. for you. You are very lucky. But you can't then turn around to the masses and say it's always going to work out like this. I know. You have I to know. be honest about that. You have to say, I defied my doctors right. and I got lucky. Right. It might happen right. for you if you're willing to take that risk. Then maybe it'll happen for you. She's not saying that on a commercial. Right. Yeah. She has 30 seconds. It's, she it's, says, you're saying, Jay, that it's selling somewhat of a bit of a false. It's a bit of like yes. snake oil salesmanship. Yeah. Because, yes, it might work. And, yes, if it works right. for you, then great. Then you can say it's bad. And, but and, it won't always work. And there's a logical fallacy with that kind of the, the argument that's made, too. Where it's like, well, see, I, you know, not, my son is doing great, and I love my son, and I wouldn't trade him. Of course, you wouldn't. But if you would have aborted, did you see the way he was throwing most of those balls like the people's feet? I would trade him. But if, he but gets if, traded out of his family. But, <laughs> but, if, but if you would have aborted him, uh, just being, you know, take religion or whatever, just try to look logically. You are not going to feel bad or regret your choice because you get, you never know that the person never exists. Well, but there, so someone may feel that, I, and 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 look, and there's it's such a thorny issue, it and, is, and, it is. and women feel regret and feel you feel sadness. Right. I'm not saying it's it's not a hard decision, and I'm not yeah, saying me hey, let's abort 90 percent of kids. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying just the ugly ones. let's all be honest about it and out in the open. Let's right. be. But back fair. to the sports aspect of it. Right. So Tebow now yeah. is like so you can understand why I, his motivation. Right. Sure. So you understand sure. his motivation. He feels like he is a, yeah. a messenger from God. And that he now has to make himself visible for the Mets. So really, the Mets was a great right. landing place for him because their season sucked. Yeah. And he's doing what he can to play as best as he can, why, so he can get his message out there. If he comes up to the big leagues and he'll, he'll get interviewed, right. you know he's going to get interviewed. He will say, I first I want to thank God for putting yeah. me here and allowing me to be here and playing this day. And by the way, if you yeah. are Tim Tebow, truthfully, I want to look at the other side of this. And he plays at City Field right. as Tim Tebow. Two-sport athlete, okay? Played on yeah. the NFL, and he's going to get a chance That's to play major baseball. He's got to say to himself, 
I it I could have not been here. If he's right? if he's presupposed to believing in God and God's work, that is proof that God that, could, uh, for him that God, that God exists. exists. Is he also going to be a little annoyed that God didn't help him read a defense faster? Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, is, he, is there a he would. Bl- I feel like he would really blame that on himself. Say like, that's, okay, that's okay. That's how it works. God so. gives me the playbook, but it's my turn to read it. Got it. And Got my it. turn to maybe I just wasn't as good as I could have been. But that is, it is fascinating. You know, like the idea of God in sports and, oh, and how yeah. how much it influences guys. Like there there are just moments when uh, people, I, I'll, yeah. it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Anytime athletes are like, I just want to give all the glory to God. I'm like, you want to give all the glory to God? Right. I mean, yeah. Let, let's paint another side of this picture, sure. which is you were gifted with phenomenal genes, i.e. Right. either your dad's musculature was such that yeah. he passed down the gene of you to metabolize food in a way that was incredible. Your mom was really yeah. tall yeah. and light yeah. and athletic. Then you got that combined with the fact that they just put you in stuff and yeah. told you to yeah. go and run around outside. And supported and you constantly, yeah. Totally. Or you had a killer instinct that said, my dad left or my right. mom, my parents died, and I'm going to win. Yeah. The, I have now a drive that, that goes deeper. Or sports took care of you. You had some ability, yeah. and yeah. then, like, look, my mom worked. She was a single mom, or, or my, right. my 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 parents worked. They had to work really hard. They couldn't see me till seven at night. So what did I do? After school sports. By the way, right. Kevin Durant's speech when he won the MVP to his mom that he basically thanked her for yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, was to me like the most connected, compelling speech. Yeah. That I heard out yeah. in that I've heard from an athlete. Now, right. at the end of it, he could have said, "Thank God for my mom." Sure, and I would sure. have been like, yeah. "Okay, yeah, I buy that. You yeah. believe in God because your God gave you your mom, and then your mom helped you get to this place." Yeah, and, and the, the thing with God, and I and I, it's funny. I've learned through my podcast. I got a lot of blowback in some early episodes for being a little heavy handed with because I'm I'm not religious, right? You know, with religious people, and I've really I realized I was being. I was angry that I thought they were judgmental on certain things, and then I was actually being just as judgmental yeah, towards them. So, sure. I had, yeah. so I had to kind of calm down. We're probably down. guilty of that. Well, and it, but it's we hard. It's hard because, you know, the logical part of my brain is always going, uh, well, I don't. And, and, and the God thing, thanking people that after games, what's always bothered me about it is does that infer then that God didn't like the losing well, of team? Course, right? right? There's that yeah. thing, too, yeah. where I'm just like, you know, yeah. why, is, why does God even give a shit about right. this game? God's got so much other There's stuff so many... for her to take care of. <laughs> right. Am I right? Why, why She's is... got a lot on her plate. She's got to focus she's on Africa got, more. She's, she's got to get Africa going up, and then, and then worry you can about help the, the Bengals. Then you can help the <laughs> freaking Bengals make right. their way into the playoffs. Right. 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 All right. Well, let's take a break, let's shall we? Break, let's yes. uh, take a break as we get a little music going to break right now. This is a song that I heard the other day from Mick Taylor. I love it. It's called "Baby, I Want You," uh, and uh, we got Dan Cummins here from the great podcast Time Suck. Highly recommend you guys check that out when we come back. Uh, we have three quick hits and kind of just continue this discussion because there's some really interesting stuff I want to talk about. Jim Brown, yep. talking about Colin Kaepernick, oh, yes, great stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, this is View from the Cheap Seats. We are the Sky Brothers. We'll be back right after this. Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. 
Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu slash partnerships. That's wgu.edu slash partnerships. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide, plus massive data capacity, plus spam blocking features. And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with 5 plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase, auto pay, and paper free billing required. Terms apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, if you want to follow Dan Cummins, please. He is on Twitter. Yeah, uh, just uh, the Time Suck Podcast across all social media. Social right. media. Let handles. me say this. And where can people yeah. find your stand updates and stuff? Oh, they can find it on that website as well. Great. Just timesuckpodcast.com. And you got merch and you have great stuff mm-hmm. there oh, as thanks. well. So if you want to support, uh, do that. But definitely get into the podcast. It's, it is one of those things where you. I love things like this. And, and the dollop is kind of that way. I oh, think yeah. if you uh-huh. listen uh-huh. to the dollop and really dig that podcast, I think you'll also really enjoy last this. Last podcast on the left. Lab po- last podcast Somebody on the left. Somebody described mine as a, the love child of those two, which I got to think is, it's. And that's a great description. <laughs> and I love all of them. I, I love I, all I'm those. All, all three podcasts to me, I think, are valuable because it's funny dudes who we love taking a very serious, at times, many times historical subject. Yeah. I mean, I listened to the Slenderman. Oh, yeah. Some of that one. That, yeah. yeah. Heartbreaking as it a is. parent, yeah, and really hard to listen yeah. to. But right. I was like, I need to learn more. I said, I'm going to finish that one. But like, yeah, again, that was like, I would like to hear it broken down by this person. That's how I start to feel oh, cool. as yeah. I listen to more yeah. and more of your podcast. So thank you. W- uh, we couldn't endorse it more. Please, yeah. please get on board with that. Uh, that, uh, hey, that one made me. Th- oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. just made me think a lot is that because um, you know my son is you know just a year younger than those two right. than the three year olds. Yeah, and it just um and it did make me really f- reflect on my childhood a lot and just uh you know I think sometimes you forget as you get older. How powerful your imagination is as a kid, and, and the dangers of that, mm-hmm. where you can get some really kooky ideas in your head. And we and encourage if, our kids to right. expand their imagination yeah. and, and do all yeah. that stuff that, like, maybe you're encouraging your kid or a kid with negative tools inside of them to then use that right. imagination in a negative way. Right. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Scary, scary. Well, and that's how kids get lured into horrible situations too. You know, because some because they 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 can be you know uh, manipulated easier by. Mm. But whatever messages, you know. So yeah, it just made, it did make me think like, ah, I gotta I gotta check in, make yeah. sure like what are, what are you guys looking at? You know, yeah. What's, what's going on? What are you, what are you yeah. reading? What are okay. We... What are you thinking about? Yeah. What are we yeah. doing right here? Uh, all right. So uh, we have a couple stories this week that I want to get to real quickly, but we should also mention um, by the by that we are going to be at the Blue Whale Comedy Festival tonight. Yes. Tonight is, we're going to be. So if you are in Tulsa, Jay, you can let everybody know about that right now. Six p.m. Uh, it's early, but that we're doing a live podcast, kicking uh, off the whole thing. We are. We're doing a live view from the cheap seats with our guest Kyle Kinane, the great we, Kyle Kinane, uh, hilarious awesome. comedian. Uh, and he and he's a, he's a fan of some sports movies, and we're going to get yeah because the sports that. movie. You know, as an idea of entertainment and yeah. what it brings, we often feel that sports is like the last real dramatic thing that exists in the world. Because you're watching a game, you don't 
Oh, Hope yeah. It, yeah. Well, hopefully. Or the McGregor uh, Mayweather fight. <laughs> right, There's right. a moment of drama. Why did so many oh, people yeah. Why did so many people buy that? Or why did so many right. people bet on McGregor? Right. You go see the movie Transformers, and you're like, uh, yeah. Wahlberg's going to figure it out. Right. He'll figure it out. As as dark as it gets in certain moments, yeah. in certain movies, yeah. you're like, the, I watched Game of Thrones, back. and I don't want to give anything away, but uh, there's yeah. a scene at the very end of Game of Thrones where it really, at the end of this season, the season okay. finale, where it really gives you the feeling that, like, Oh my God! All hope is lost, and they kind of leave you on a cliffhanging type yeah. thing. And but in my brain, a heart of hearts, I'm yeah. trying to think of ways that it gets solved. Yep, yep. That is so true about the real drama. That, that, a it, sports that, fan, if you yeah. have, a fa- if you're a fan of your team and you're a diehard yeah. of that team, there are there right, are I mean, many ahead, scenarios. Dan, yeah. Go ahead. Well, and, and, and even no, and, and even if uh, you know it's not even your favorite team, like 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 I remember my wife and I when we watched this in the Super Bowl last year. The last uh, three minutes of the game, I was jumping around. I was yelling, and this—I don't even have a, a horse a in Cleveland, this race. Well, your life is a your wife is a Cleveland Browns fan, so she doesn't even have a horse in the NFL. Right now. <laughs> exactly, right. exactly. Although but, the Browns but, might get good, they might you never get know. Good. But it was so dramatic, you yeah. know, so dramatic. And, and I went to Gonzaga, and you know, did and, you go to Gonzaga? Mm-hmm. So, this, so these last few years, when the last one, the national championship, you know, it's like. I graduated Gonzaga in 1999, which was the first year they uh, ever went further uh, than the first round in the tournament. That's when they went to the Elite Eight out of nowhere with of nowhere. Casey Calvary and Matt Santangelo and these guys who— Matt you know, Santangelo. Right, right. That, that guy yeah. is like a three-point shooter who had no ups whatsoever. Right, right, right. Rich, mm-hmm. Rich, well, Richie Fromm. Yeah. Uh, there was these guys. And, uh, sounds like a Jewish comedian. Yeah, Richie, <laughs> Richie Fromm. Fromm. Stevie Fromm. Stevie Fromm. Fromm. Stevie okay. Fromm was, a, was but, a Jewish comedian. But, you know, like, that was so amazing because the year before 99, I mean, we're showing up in 98, uh, second half, drunk, Three, three rows off the floor because the place is dead. Right. No one cared about them. No one. Right. And now look and at what now, they built. And, and then to go to the national championship and actually have a chance with three minutes left in the game was just phenomenal. I mean, I was, as a fan of, I mean, I'm a fan of neither team. We're University right. of Michigan guys. But as a fan of neither team, I was looking yeah. at Gonzaga going, I want you guys to win the same way I wanted yeah. Butler to beat Duke in the Gordon Hayward year. Yep. Just because I was yeah. like, even though Gonzaga was a number one seed, you guys were number one seed. Yeah. I still think a few you, times now. Yeah, I still think you guys were underdogs coming yeah. into there. Sure. Uh, did you guys recruit well coming back um, for this next year? Because I know you you lost buddy, a couple guys. We lost we lost some guys. The, the big the big bummer that we lost was that uh, oh, was Zach Collins, yeah. uh, he, freshman who then so went to the good. NBA. He, he was, was great. First round reason, big reason mm-hmm. why he was a first guys. round yeah. pick though. You yeah, know? I think and, and I don't think he'll and he'll be a legit. Uh, I think first round pick player as opposed to you know our most famous first rounder, which is Adam Morrison. Yeah, what pick second, third, second? He's I, one he, of those yeah. undersized. Guys. He's one of those guys who like Tebow, yeah. great in college, just right. couldn't pull it off in the. Pros. I think the diabetes hurt him too as well. Long, I agree. You know? yeah. I agree. But it, but Gonzaga has gone from being this underdog program to right. now being a superpower. But you know what? Him. But you know what kills Gonzaga every single year is the WCC. It's because of the the, the you are playing competition. You, that you, just... They play great preseason competition. Mm-hmm. They're the, the Boise State. Boys. They're the Boise exactly. State of basketball. Exactly. And then and then they'll maybe get like a weird midseason game with a big you know player, <laughs> and then just feast on, feast on, on like inferior your, teams. Like St. Mary's is the best team that you'll play. Right, and Pepperdine, and Pepperdine. you know, and you, what you, uh, feasting on Pepperdine, <laughs> Portland State. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're not come gonna, on. You're not going to win every time you're up against those games. And meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile. You know, Duke and North Carolina are playing exactly, each other four exactly. times. 
Yeah, and but that, you still get the number them. one seed. You still yeah. got the number one seed. And I think people yeah. are now starting to say this team will make waves in the NCAA tournament no matter what. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, now I know you've been to many sporting events in your life, and, and there's nothing better than the promotional giveaway. You show <laughs> right, up at right? the ballpark and something comes. Yeah. Although, every single time you're disappointed. There is no duffel bag you got at Dodger <laughs> Stadium. There is no... I have, I have a Dodger's towel that I used to uh, dry off my daughter yesterday, and then I noticed like AM, PM on the side. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you ruined my Dodger's towel! Yeah. I, mean, I have so many bobbleheads from the Dodger's okay, sitting on... Okay, so the bobblehead is my only thing that I think is actually made halfway decent. The little, right? It's a clay... What, like, like the, the, it's a little porcelain. Yeah. It's like a little heavy. It feels yeah. a little... Yeah. There's yeah. some weight to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's some weight mm-hmm. to it. So I got a Vin Scully. I'm kind of happy about that. I got the Vin Scully bobblehead. Yeah, you know? we got Ken- Jack Peterson. Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen. Okay. We got a Hello Kitty bobblehead, which was actually my kids love. In a Dodgers. In a Dodgers. In a Dodgers thing. So I think the bobblehead is the only good thing. Are but- your kids Japanese? Yeah. yeah, they are. They're they're Japanese kids. Yeah. Are, are they really? No, no. no. Oh, uh, you said Hello Kitty. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, Hello. They love Hello Kitty, though. I mean, yeah, like Hello good. Kitty yeah. just yeah. resonates. You have a boy, you, it, when you girls, it uh, it resonates. It, resonates. it does okay. resonate. Okay. So, I mean, the idea of that. But who is really gonna, if, as an adult, if you don't have kids, are you really gonna display your bobbleheads? Where? Uh, what, yeah. Like, if you display your bobbleheads, just expect to not get laid. You know what I mean? Man or woman. If you're a woman displaying bobbleheads. Especially if the, I'm picturing the amount of bobbleheads. I'm picturing a single guy like bringing a girl home and there's just like 50 bobbleheads around. That's kind of serial killer-ish. That's you know? the end. You're That's like, end. she's you like, I'm looking for so a door many. that I can get out. Like she's starting to figure out an exit strategy. Her vagina is that desert where it's like cracked yeah. and dry. Like, so, right, all right, right. So even, I mean, the T-shirt, like jerseys. If you ever get a yeah. jersey on a jersey giveaway, it's Terrible. Never a good. You got a T-shirt, Gildan. It's the Gildan yes, throwaway. Not really, that it's not Rider. good stuff. <laughs> Rider makes the jersey. And then there are exa- so. By the way, all the things I just described are examples of when teams get it completely right. Okay, so everything yeah. on there is right. It's the jersey of the guy who's supposed to be honored that night. The bobblehead of Vince Scully. These right, are all the right. things that are. If they get it right, it's it still is okay. Something that you don't particularly love. Now, what happens when they get it wrong? Uh, and, again, you, we love our sports here, and I don't know sure. if you've performed over in England at uh, I, I went to school in England for a while. Did I was you? younger, but I have not performed there. I've been to the comedy store there, but not performed there. Who was your football team over there when you did oh, you I, I, I did. I never, I never got into the sports. I mean, uh, you know, I would be around it, like what yeah. is like the Manchester United and all that, but I just never cared. Okay, so it is soccer over there. The English Premier League is the yeah. biggest stuff in the world. Yeah. And now yeah. that it's sort of become so international, the fact right. that it's so accessible, you can watch games on uh, NBC or NBCSN yeah. here on Saturday and Sunday mornings, it's great. So the most epic merchandising fail was recorded on camera by Leeds United supporter in the club store. Okay. So you're a Leeds United supporter, and you got to just start getting your gear. Get the scarf. Yep. Yes. Everybody's got to get the scarf. Everybody's got to get – you got to get the T-shirt. Yep. Everybody get the jersey. You want the kit. You want everything. You all got to get that. So he got – this is what a Leeds supporter – the season ticket wallet. So the Leeds season. wallet for, for Leeds United has a picture of the Arsenal logo on it. So that would be like if you went into the the shop at Yankee <laughs> Stadium, Yankee Stadium, and it was just like pictures. Of, give me, give me, the, give me the uh, the Red Sox wallet. Yeah, I'll take the Red Sox. 
No. How did this happen? I, it just was Mistake. a huge. Like, how did this happen? That's right. my question. Right. Who in marketing? Oh. Did, this to me tells me that Someone people aren't. Someone was fired. But who's not looking at it? Yeah. Right. Who is really not doing their job and not looking How's at it? How does that go oh. all the way to production? I had a I had a, a friend in uh, I went to college with get fired for a similar mistake. Uh, Spokesman Review, this paper in Spokane, Washington. She got her first journalism job mm-hmm. there, and there was a priest at Gonzaga that uh, she felt was anti-Semitic, and I can't remember mm-hmm. why, uh, what the details were. <laughs> probably. But, like, possibly. <laughs> probably. Very, very, very probably. Yeah. yeah. And and then there was a uh, – she worked, like, in the graveyard shift or something when they were, you know – but they were they would joke around and put, like, false headlines. <laughs> she put Nazi priests, blah, blah, blah. No one caught it. And it made it in and the paper. And it made it in the paper. Oh, she got. Snap. Oh, she was canned. She oh, was yeah. canned immediately. Yeah, yeah. You, canned. yeah. you can't yeah. really call someone a Nazi priest. <laughs> but it is amazing that it got that far. If but I how, were, how does no one else catch so, it? So, but if I'm that person, I buy all the wallets and start giving away as gag <laughs> gifts. You know what I mean? But that is cr- – I mean, yeah. they love their soccer so much to be uh, sporting. You they fight ha- over it. Leeds United – and Leeds doesn't even have – maybe back in the day they had something with Arsenal because Arsenal yeah. Arsenal has always been yeah. in the top division, and I don't know how often or where Leeds even yeah. is these days. But, like, the idea that, like, if it was Arsenal Man United, they hate each other. If it's Arsenal and Chelsea, they hate each yeah. other. Tottenham, yeah. they hate each other. But, like, the idea that they put another team's logo on there has got to be devastating to everybody in the shop. All right. Now, we talked about Colin Kaepernick on this show. Oh, yeah. La- last couple weeks ago, last week, a couple things happened to up the ante and prove that this is a story that's just not going to go away. Right, right. Also, another great story for you to, to probably go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's still unfolding, I feel like. we got to figure out where, where, where does it end. Give but it some yeah. distance for the time yeah. suck. But uh, one, I'll give you both of the things yeah. that kind of happened. So Jim Brown, Jim Brown, legendary mm-hmm. Jim Brown. Okay, yeah. Legendary running back, incredible activist. Oh, yeah. Brown is a guy that every person of color that, and certainly athlete, looks up to in yeah. so many ways. Right. Where was he, Jay? Oh, he was in Cleveland. And yeah. LeBron, yes. I'm sure your wife oh, saw yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at the game and during the finals, and LeBron walked over to him yeah. and like did yep, almost yep, like yep. a I, yeah, I Japanese bow sure. in front of yeah. in front of Jim Brown. Like, thank you. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was by the way, like, Leeds not even in the top level. What are they? Uh, they're not in it. Are they're they not... in the Coca-Cola division? Yeah, I think they're a okay, division the one... down. And and uh, Coca-Cola and, championship. And it's early. It's insanely early in the season. But uh, Arsenal's sixteenth. Well, they've had just a on the table, things, and you know what? It's early. It is early. But Super. Jim Brown. Yeah, he had again, some interesting words about the situation, right? So he yeah. said, and you know, and for many. For many woke individuals, Jim Brown is yeah. the guy that yeah. he's always on the right side of the issue. Right. Too. He may not be popular, but he he yeah. was one of those guys that I know that when John uh, Carlos and you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. The, uh-huh, the, uh-huh. the fist and Tommy Smith gave the fist on the yeah. platform in yep. 1968 Mexico City Olympics, he was I think one of the guys that they were consulting with him, wow. and yeah. he was part of that sort of that group of uh, black athletes. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and and him right. and a bunch of people in like the seventies yeah. that would yeah. gather together that caucus and Doctor uh, Harry what was his Doctor Carson no Doctor I think it's I can't remember. I was going to say Doctor Harry Anderson <laughs> the, Harry the, the comedian the comedian, the comedian magician this, uh, no uh, <laughs> no but I mean like those guys that he was very much so but 
it was interesting because he was asked at like a red carpet event mm-hmm. recently what he thought of Colin yeah, of remember, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. And do you remember the words yeah, that were he, said? He, he said wasn't the gist of it that he um he just didn't agree with him taking it out on the flag, basically, where that you work within the confines to make America better. Wasn't that the, his that kind was of his attitude? Thing. And I think what he and I don't play know within, if, play within the rules somewhat to make it how, better. For and us. I have to say, I'm usually on the side of everything that Jim Brown says. I, hold on, I want to try and get to the point where his his quote because I thought it was interesting, and maybe we can play it on the thing. You don't believe that Brown. in today's NFL you could be both activist, an activist and football player? I think we're always an activist and a football player, but I think you have to understand there's intelligence that's involved. Yeah. Okay. I can't be two things at once mm-hmm. that contradict each other. If I sign for money, then these the people I sign with, they have rules and regulations. But I'm, I'm going to give you the real deal. I'm an American. I don't desecrate my flag and my national anthem. I'm not going to do anything against the flag and the national anthem. Okay. That's but fine it, for you. That's and, and didn't he go on to to say like uh, I'm gonna wasn't something about playing within the rules? Or you yeah, play, he yeah, said that something. earlier. He oh, said oh, earlier. Okay, he yeah, said, yeah. but but he basically said that again, yeah. which is that like if you accept the money for a contract, you are entering right. a business, and if the business says you have to stand yeah. for the national anthem, then you have to do it. So it is a business that you're doing that. He's saying either make up your mind, are you a football player or not? Right. I personally think that sitting in the na- in, for the national anthem is one of the especially in the light of in light of Charlottesville is one of the best ways to show your it's like nonviolent in ways that show your right you're unhappy with the way things are going and I think you can by the way I also believe that you can have a lot of different feelings you can be have someone who's like look yeah. I love my country so much I've got to make a statement that I'm not happy with what's going on right I now I know there's such, such a why mixed can't bag? it be nuanced and I we, know, yeah and are we treating the fans of the sport like like they're Two-year-olds, like, like babies, like we can't accept that we maybe disagree with. I guarantee you, I've said this before. There are people right. on teams that I root for whose political views would disgust me, but I'm able to set sure. it aside for a moment right. and say, "All right, you disagree with me. You think this or that, but you're pitching for the Cardinals, and I right. want to see you do well. I, I can root for the team in this moment, and then I can disagree with you politically. Like, how is that going to turn people so far yeah. off that they can't sit at the game like you know, grow up I, I i never i never served you know like in the military and so i don't have that and, and i feel like a lot of it probably the hurt is, is people who feel as though or did you know actually risk their lives for this ideal and then they see that as him kind of shitting on that what they fought for. and what the about bummer there who, and the bummer there is i would say to those people who risk their lives for our yeah, thing yeah you risked our lives so yes, he could yes, do yes, this that's true Get, that's who did true. you risk your life against that's very a true. society that was closed and shitty yeah. and that would Got like it, yeah. made people would chop off their yeah. hands if they masturbated right or they would you know would do something in a way that was would not allow someone to have this sort of a free and speech. i wonder if there are people who have served and yeah. i don't i don't know what ton of people in the military i've known some we've met some people we've talked to some people uh i wonder if there are people who've gone and served and become maybe 
disenchanted with the United States because of whatever the warlike situation was, because of what they were trying to do. Maybe they say, you know, in their own minds, they're like, look, I know I signed up for this, but war is worse than I thought it was. And I don't support this war. And I I can still like that's the thing. Why can't we as a society grow to a more nuanced place and say, hey, man, I have issues with my country. That doesn't mean I don't love my country. I have issues with the flag and this song. Yeah, that doesn't mean that I don't love it. Right, right, and 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 what you were saying, I mean, that that is a great point as well. Where it's like the the, the point of fighting for freedom is the freedom to d- disagree. Yes, because because people in North Korea can agree with the regime yeah. and should if they want. Don't want to be the greatest. He's the best <laughs> basketball player we've ever had. Like that's it's all bull. So I'm Duncan right? Robin five. But that is the that's the slippery slope you're going to. Yeah, yeah. When you yeah. don't allow yeah, dissent, you're... when you criticize the media and don't allow the media to do this and that, you start to head down it's true. to that. It's true. That slippery slope, and I mean, I think about. Think about your your wife's team, the uh, Cleveland <laughs> yeah. Browns in the preseason yeah. game. I love that you make it like his wife owns the Browns. Doesn't she's, your wife own the Browns? She's a part, she's owner. A part owner. She's part a owner. minority uh, stake in the Browns. Well, I love that she <laughs> she can be very proud of her team in that there were black and white athletes gathering together right. in a show of solidarity. So I'm like, okay, a silent protest where black and white players gathered around, huddled. It almost looked like a prayer circle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but gathered to have a moment for themselves in a show of teammates being there for each other. To me, that's a beautiful moment. Yeah. And say what you will about it. If you disagree with it or agree with it, you have to at least admit that there's something beautiful I about I love that. it because it confuses the issue, and that's what we need, more confusion. Yeah. Dirty it up. Some people are right. I understand yeah. people who are yeah. like, I believe in this, and you should never desecrate this. I believe in this. You can ne- Everyone can be a yeah. little bit right. And by the now, way, now, go ahead. Oh, do, do you guys think, uh, as, as you know, uh, knowing a lot more about football than I do, that there is collusion within the owners or executives yeah. against Kaepernick? Yes, I do. And I think really? that because at this point, it, when you see a group of Cleveland yeah. Brown players kneeling down, you got to say yeah. to yourself, are all these guys a cancer in the locker room? Right. So you're telling me that Colin Kaepernick can't be on your team, even though his numbers are such that they're better than most quarterbacks in the Certainly league. Certainly, most of the backups. Most of the, definitely yeah. all the backups, but do you think some it, of the starters. His last season, if he would have, if he would have had a better, because he didn't end on a great note no. statistically. If he would have played better, if he would have played a lot better, let's say his QB rating is uh, in the high eighties, right? So 90s. He has sixty-four QBR, right? Fine. Let's say, let's say his QBR is ninety-five to to hundred. Does he does he play now? Despite this, okay, 100%. absolutely, because you can't deny it. Right. I mean, it's you know, look at the lengths to which people are willing to forgive certain things. You know, Ray Lewis, after the whole thing that he got into, was <laughs> was lionized on his right. team. I'm saying, to yeah. me, that's why, like, in my brain, we've always yeah. said this about a gay football player. Because you know there are a bunch of gay dudes in the NFL. Oh, yeah, They're there just, has to be, statistically. Statistically, yeah. there has to be. Yeah. If a guy like Ray Lewis came out and said, I'm gay, who is going to, like, if you have a problem with that, he's right. going to blow you up. If Marshawn Lynch said, I'm gay, motherfucker, All I'm going right. to run through a motherfucker's face. How great face. would that be? Great. It'd, coolest it'd be thing great ever. for the cause. Be the yeah, right, again, so, it would confuse the well, but, but here's yeah. the thing, and this is why Ka- the Cabernet thing won't die. So there, yeah. there are two bars in Chicago that are right now. That's not his hometown, right. Kaepernick. What's yeah. his connection to Chicago? It's none. Yeah. Two bars in Chicago, not San Francisco, not where in Vegas where he played, okay, yeah. Yeah. who are cl- who are 
siding with Kaepernick's situation, and they are boycotting the NFL there. These are bars that normally play the NFL all day on a Saturday. No way. And they said they stand with Colin Kaepernick, and they won't show the NFL games. These are two bars in Chicago. That's pretty amazing because they're going to lose a lot of money because of that. They are, but they're standing up for— That's right, to stand up for their principles. Isn't that kind of—I think for some reason some people might be like, hey, that's my favorite bar. That's my local bar. I wish I could go there and watch the game. But on some level, you have to say, hey, they're a business. They yep. can set their agenda yep. and say that yep. there's something actually cool about that. And I'm that saying is, if Colin Kaepernick wasn't right on some level or right. didn't hold some weight, why would yeah. people yeah. – two bars in Chicago that have nothing wow. to do with him yeah. yeah. want to stand in solidarity with him? Yeah, yeah. He must be doing something right. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. It, it, and I do think he is, you know, uh, very brave for what he's doing. I mean because, you know, if, if he wouldn't have done that with his stats, he would be playing somewhere now. He, he has lost – Millions uh, from was, that decision. He was in the Beats by Dre commercial. I'm sure he had some endorsement money. Remember right? He was in oh that yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a great. Guy. That was a great yeah. one. Just Aloe Black song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I mean, uh-huh. he's. Yeah. But I just think you know he he is standing up for something that he believes in, and I think that there's something beautiful about that in this country yeah. because, yeah. you know, whatever. That's how he feels. All right. Lastly, uh, we finally have some rally cat information. I don't know if you saw the rally cat with the Cardinals. I, 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 uh, I read several cat. articles about it. Didn't they? I don't want to spoil it. No, no, no. Don't I mean, give us what you know. I mean, uh, you probably actually know more. But didn't they find it at home for it? Didn't they like uh, it was adopted? So here's what happened. So the rally cat, the cat came on. Yeah. And then literally had they to be cleared off, off the field. field next pitch, Yadi Emerlina hits a grand slam, and the Cardinals win. And it starts a nine-game winning streak. <laughs> like a nine-game winning streak. That <laughs> I didn't then know that. That's puts great. the Cardinals, who were basically having a shitty year most yeah. of the year, average year. Up back in the chase. They actually got it to a point where they were tied with the Cubs for first. Wow. Wow. Since that time, they apparently lost the rally cat. Couldn't find it anywhere. I mean, it's a cat, so sure. it's not going to go along with you. Okay. Although we have friends who own cats who are like, I haven't seen it since the Bush administration. Because <laughs> somebody like jostled a cabinet too hard. Yeah, because right? someone walked too heavily. S- somebody opened a can of tuna. And right. And it's gone. Down the street. It's gone. gone. Yeah, someone opened a can of tuna like three doors down and we've never seen him. So like... All right, so that that is the way sure. our relationship with people have with cats. And so this cat's gone. Then someone in St. Louis said they found it at a shelter. So then the cardinal said we want to get the cat and, and right. kind of use the cat for sure. like basically to, to help, help our team win again. Because God once damn it. the cat left and yeah. once there was all they've this gone issue, downhill. They, they, took, they lost two out of three to the Padres. That wow. tells you how bad they've give been. It a, give it a ceremonial position in the front office. Right. right. Let the cat, you know, not a window office. Head no, of let PR. The, let, the cat, let the cat have a... I mean, we look, the Cardinals organization has been very good to us. So I don't want to tell them what to do. They've been great to us because we're from St. Louis. But yeah. the fact that the cat... So, the but the shelter says we said we don't want to give them to you. So didn't the Cardinals then go after the shelter? They started tweeting Twitter beef back and forth and using we're not trying to be catty. Yeah, and some of yeah. Like, you know, nine lives. There are some cat references in tweets that were a little you know. By yeah. the way, you don't want to go yeah. after a cat shelter because then you'll suffer the wrath of the shelter. Oh, Animal lovers, yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. I mean, there's like cat you're people. gonna get it. All the yeah. cat people in the world, yeah. people who yeah. like put makeup on their cats and then put them in 18th century period clothing, <laughs> oh my, yeah, doll yeah. clothing, cat I mean, shows, cat shows, <laughs> doll yeah. clothing, yeah, doll clothing. I mean, that uh, I is. Dress, I dress my dog up. I've, I've do you really dress your dog up? Just, just just lately, I've gotten real weird with it. Yeah, what, tell I, me what I, kind I made of fun dog of it. I made fun of it for so long, and now I'm just like, ah, it's pretty cute, right? Uh, little. <laughs> 
some antlers. <laughs> Little Australian Labrador. She has hats. hats. She has, uh, you know, pajamas. She has like she does the not have pajamas. pajamas. She has pajamas. That's ridiculous. She doesn't like them. Dominatrix. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's weird. You would put on it. <laughs> Get mask. That's weird. Zip up the thing on the <laughs> mouth. That's weird that Can a dog breathe? a dog wouldn't like the pajamas that you got for her. <laughs> Or him, it's so her, funny to see right? All right, so uh, yeah, so they, so now yeah. they, they can't get the cat back, and they can't get the Cardinals can't get winning. And the Cardinals have not. So oh. I, here's the thing that we suggest: we suggest just as the Cardinals tell the team and tell everybody that you have the cat. Nobody's seen it. Again, we have friends who have not yeah. seen their cats for years. Cats right. in the outfield somewhere. We don't know where he is. Right. He's hiding under something. It's too loud. It's too loud. But we got him. We got yeah. him. We got yeah. him. We got yeah. the cat. I think they can start advertising that. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? And, and, and I mean, how hard would it be worst case just find a cat that looks like that cat parade it around people there's a do lot of with, cats out people there people do it with fish and their kids all the time oh i've done it with fish and my kids have you uh my kids got You're i talking about the band oh. fish you got a different <laughs> trey anastasio, trey anastasio. <laughs> i know i they i had i don't know what i was doing with my tank but they were dying on a regular basis because when you change your water i cleaned it too hard you nope you didn't clean too hard <laughs> The water you, the clean water you put in there was yeah. too cold when you put the fish oh. back in there. You don't know that. Killing them, killing them left, left and right. And but 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 I kept You're it like going a regular for a year. fish, Joseph Coney. <laughs> <laughs> but for a year That'd they be didn't a great know. Episode of your show, Coney, <laughs> Coney, twenty twelve. Okay. That would be unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> it's another one, but another time. Another time. We're just throwing time you know, sets at you. The, the, the Cardinals thing, I gotta ask because I um I was a huge baseball card uh, collector as a kid oh, and all yeah, that really and. You know, and so that kind of like, you know, uh, fascination with stats carried over into adulthood. Is Pujols done? Pujols he... will probably hit. No, he'll play for a couple more years. And he'll probably. And his hit... average will just be. Yeah. Low. Dip, and he'll probably hit like maybe 35 more. I'll tell you right Total? Now. I'll tell you Total right. over like a couple no. more years? Wow. I don't know. 17 wow. and 18, don't you think? I mean, he no. He... Yeah, like 6'10", 608. His uh, slugging percentage is what this season is. Is it in the low fours, high threes? It's, it's really, good. really bad for. He's for that doing guy. what we thought he would do. Ten year contract. He gave him a few really great years. Yeah, yeah. Never as good as he was on the Cardinals, and I and never. And I question that in him. I was mad at him. I mean, I remember the these... day that I opened my computer to see what his decision so was. He's only hitting re- two thirty three this uh, year. That's really what's a bad. slugging? What's a slugging? Slugging percentage is uh, hold on. The slugging percentage I, I, is three seventy nine. Not good. I saw God. him in the red uniform. I'm like, oh great, he chose the Cardinals. Yeah. And then I read the article on ESPN, and I'm like, oh, he chose the Angels. And I but felt like I'll I say had this: been broken he's up got, with, but he's wow. got nineteen wow. home runs and seventy nine RBIs, and it isn't even the end of August yet. So I, his a, RBIs are good because he could get twenty home. He could be a 25 home runs and 100 RBIs. Now, his batting average is not good, but he's got 610 RBIs. He's yeah. got 1896 in terms of uh, 1896. Career. Uh, yeah. He's 610 home runs, 1896 RBIs. He yeah. could hit 2,000 yeah. RBIs. He's definitely going to be at about 650 if he plays a couple he's, more years. Unbelievable Hall of Fame career. Mike, Mike Trout is saving his stats uh, almost single-handedly on the RBI stuff, I would feel like. But, yeah. Trouty's unbelievable. Anyway. But, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fascinating stuff all the way through. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank dude. you guys so much Great for having me. Have Man, you, you guys are I really appreciate it. And, again, the show is Time Suck. Time Suck with Dan Cummins. Uh, definitely check it out. It is for someone who loves to learn about stuff. Phenomenal. Uh, here's a great band that you can learn about. It's called Always. And the song is called In Undertow. Love it. When we come back, special guest, stay with us. He's viewed from the cheap seats. We have the Sklarbrook.
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to View from the Cheap Seats. What a great show. Dan Cummins, awesome. Time suck. Can't wait. Uh, we talked at the top of the show about cheating. Sign stealing. Sign stealing. It's, it's, it's a tale as old as time. It's been happening in Major League Baseball. We- I wonder how it's been happening. I wish we had an inside guy. Oh, wait. We do have an inside guy. His name is Ozzie Guillen. Let's get him on the phone right now. Former manager of the White Sox. World champion. World Series winner. Hello. Hey. hey. And it's the Sklar Brothers. How are you? Hey, how are you doing, Sklar Bro? We're, We're good. good. We are very, I love how you make us one, but we are good. No, no, he's excited. It's great to talk to you, especially in light of what just came out, uh, which is the Boston Red Sox, not the White Sox, the Red Sox using Apple Watches to cheat and steal signs in games. Stein, sign stealing has been around for a long time. Is that correct? Did you used to do that? Uh, I, I cannot say if, if we if we do or if we do not do it. But you, <laughs> you know what I say. You can, I cannot tell you if we, that is something that we do or uh-huh. that's something that we not we, do. We can oh, read you, between oh, those lines. Wait a minute, are you being? Are, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I can neither confirm or deny. <laughs> I can read. I feel like you're being coy right now. No, no, I can read between the lines. All right, fine. No, I, listen. I have a, only coy. I have is a. He's a fish. <laughs> uh, I have a pond in my house. Oh, okay. yeah, that's in nice. In the house. In the right, house. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the sign ceiling, they've been around a long time. Yeah. Everybody seen the sign all the way back to the Beirut. Yeah, yeah. to the Beirut. All the way to Beirut. Beirut. Are you talking about and Beirut or Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. And <laughs> everybody been doing it. You know, all the white guy Ford, all the guys. Whitey they, Ford. want to do it. <laughs> yeah, everyone been doing it forever. Yeah. And, they, and you can't stop it from happening because... That's what made baseball different than all the other sports. Okay, yeah. so you know, but you that gotta... is one of the things, and also the seven innings trip. Yeah, seven innings. They don't have that in a lot of because there sports. are no other innings in any other sport. But True. I... Yeah, no, no, none of the other sports. Like, come on, baseball is better because we have a different inning. Yeah, every other sport. They have, <laughs> hey, we we got a quarter. We got a half. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's right. Innings are better. Seventh inning stretch. Innings is a better one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> innings is a so better. you can't, I mean, I, listen, I, when I was, look, I can't confirm, I cannot deny, but okay. yeah, I have a guy, his name, uh, his name was uh, uh, Ricky. And he was uh, he was going when we were playing uh, in the uh, in the U.S. cellular field, uh-huh. and that was uh, then it was after the Comiskey yeah. and before they call it the Guarantee Rate. Yeah, that guy, that's the worst name in the worst in the name ever. ever. You it's wonder terrible, why? And terrible. they give it a nickname. They just call it the Rape. The Rape. That's so terrible. Come on, because that sounds like rape. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't sound like rape, and that's not good. Yeah, and I don't want to get, I don't want neither. No, no. we not. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, I had a guy, he's there with Ricky, and he was, he would stay out in the center field. Sure. And uh, I would have a little bit of a, like a, for my wife, the, the makeup, you know, the makeup mirror. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, the makeup mirror. And I would do a little signal to him, like, hey, is it going to be a curveball? Is it going to be a fastball? Um, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, one time, he almost he almost blinded uh, pitching coach Don Cooper. No, because he yeah, not. because he had a makeup thing too. Um, yeah, he's showing good. it back yeah. to you. It was, it was a crude version of Morse code, but he was communicating to you what pitch he saw. So Stein ceiling, it's been around. And if you and once you kind of get that 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 ability to to, but once you steal add technology signs, to it, like the Boston Red Sox did, someone videotaping it, then sending the message to an Apple Watch. Do you have a, an Apple Watch? Listen, I don't have a, I don't have, only Apple I have is uh, the one that I'll eat in front of my fruit bowl. Okay, <laughs> that's it. I don't have a no Apple, I don't have, listen, I have a Dell. 
You have a, okay. you have a Dell. I, I have a Dell. So. Wait a minute. I feel like this is turning. You, I, I feel like this is turning. Is hey, God, give me one second. Here. Right, give me one. Listen. I, uh, I got distracted because we started talking about different computer Technology, products. Yeah. And, uh, and you I, don't have, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have an Apple. Right. You, need, you have I a have Dell. A, I have have a, a, I'm a PC guy. Okay. I have, I have a Dell. Well, I'm not. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the singer. I'm talking about the. Yeah. <laughs> but it probably has an Intel Pentium processor. Is that? Does that have? One? Oh yeah, no, it have an Intel Pentium processor and have all. Yeah, all the different. I have a key guard on there, but it just so that keeps it from getting yeah, my dirty. fingers yeah. uh, dirty yep, uh, from yep, the keys. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, but it, but it, but it is not an apple. It if someone not, were to give you a no, job, no, in, if not. someone were to give you a job in baseball, you could afford to buy an apple. Is that so is, is that the undercurrent? Is that essentially, what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of things that that would be easier for me right now in my life, uh, you know, relationship with with people in my family, uh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, with alcohol, all these yeah, things will yeah, be yeah. Uh, easier for me, uh, of course, if I have a if I have a job in baseball. Uh, but I don't have it right now, and so I'm I'm still here. I go on to my Dell and I go on on the Monster.com and I see you know old what is available side. for me. Yeah, old uh, site. That's a very is old there a newer site. one. There are newer yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah there are I don't newer. know. I don't know. I can't. My Dell only gives me that monster. I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. So your whole yeah. life, the, the Dell itself is almost a metaphor. Representation, uh, a metaphor for, for, for your for whole life. life. It's like the poem about the road that's less traveled, but mm-hmm. for me, it's about the computer yeah, that less is used, less purchased. Less yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. And, and, that, and that made all the difference. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know if Dell is still in business. If it breaks down, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know because what happened to that guy? Where is that guy? Where is that guy? He was like a. He was almost like a stifler. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. We were all excited about this guy's career, and yeah. he's he's like a metaphor for the Aussie career. Yeah, right? he's Everyone like a, is, That's right. We wish he came in hot. Yeah, he was. He was a. I was a champion in two thousand five. So he was he. a champion uh, in two thousand five. Yeah. Well, look, maybe you guys can both enjoy a comeback in 2017 and 2018. I am rooting for you. You know you have fans in Jason and I. Give me one laugh to get yourself back into this Pull out of the funk. Pull out of the funk. I don't know. One laugh. One second. Let me just take a deep breath. Take it right. Are you back? Wait, are you back? I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Are you are you really back? Are you back? Are you really back? On the inside, are you back? Uh now that you asked me about it again, I I don't uh, I don't know. Only you guys can can make me cut through the clutter. Yeah. All right, well listen, we we will get you back. We love you, Ozzy. Stay with us. I love you guys. And uh, we'll work on getting you a new Apple. Maybe an Apple Watch, all right? Okay. All right. Yeah, but I'm gonna talk to you soon, okay? I yeah, you so. got it, Ozzy. All right, we'll talk to you soon, bud. Okay, love you guys. Love you, love buddy. You too, right, bye. Oh. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. Guys, been through a lot. You know, he always comes in, you know, cheery, and then all of a sudden it takes a turn when we don't expect it. But I like to dig in. I don't want him lying to us. I don't want him lying to himself. The more truthful he is, maybe that's a step towards redemption for him and the entire Dell company. The reason I'm playing this, Jay, is because. Yeah. The great Walter Becker, guitarist for Steely Dan, passed away this week. We represent him with one of the greatest songs of all time, Your Gold Teeth 2. Uh, we have the Sklar Brothers. This was you from the Cheap Seats. Thank you at follow Dan Cummins. Follow, listen to his podcast, Time Suck. Come see us tonight. Do a live view from the Cheap Seats where? 
at the Blue Whale Comedy Festival in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're doing it at 6 o'clock, 6.15 or so, kicking off the festival. Then we're going to do a lot, uh, stand-up show the next night. Next week, we're, we're in, in Austin. Austin, Texas at Cap City Comedy Club with our good friend Martha Kelly. Come to those shows. We'd love to see you. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Rate, review it, all that good stuff. Punch Waterfalls, and we'll see you next week. Phenomenal guest. Dan Soder from the Bonfire has great sports stories. We'll get into all that with him next week. And then, of course, we'll play the live one in two weeks. Guys, you're awesome. Thank you for this episode of View from the Cheese Zone.